Welcome to another edition of Riding Home here on Dog Post, making you a smarter Georgia fan. Dean Leggy, Matt DeBerry. Matt, um, let's start talking about, uh, man, quarterbacks are always a big conversation. Jamie Newman is, <laughs> this is hard to, I mean, it's not, it's it's hard for me to believe when other guys are up this high, but for Jamie Newman to be listed about number five in early Heisman voting uh, prognostications, um, I don't know. And I'm a Heisman voter. I've been a Heisman voter for 15 years now. Well, I think everything is going to have to come together for him to get, you know, make it to New York or wherever they have the, the Heisman Trophy ceremony. So very early to talk about this stuff. But if they think Jamie Newman is number five, it looks like the people who made that or uh, assume that should happen uh, really like Todd Monken coming in and switching up this Georgia offense. They must think the offensive line will hold up after missing a few starters. We've talked uh, about that at length in another riding home. And right. uh, he's going to have the weapons, obviously, no DeAndre Swift, but the receiving core will be better. So it, it seems like there's a lot of people out there in the national media who think that you know this Georgia offense is going to take that next step forward, not only because of Jamie Newman, but because of Todd Munkin and uh, just the, the different pieces that he'll have compared to uh, the weapons that Georgia had last fall. So it, it says a lot. I think that's a little high. I think you know, Georgia's usually pretty balanced run and pass, or at least they try to be. So it's tough to really have the Heisman type of numbers that you have to put up um, in, the Georgia, in Georgia's offense. But maybe with Todd Munkin, you know, uh, he's able to get the, the number of passing yards, touchdowns, and most importantly, the wins in order to make it to uh, New York. Well, I said fifth. He's really fourth. I mean, Trevor and Justin are listed as four-to-one favorites to win, so they're equal favorites. I think everybody understands that. Spencer Rattler, who you know uh, a little bit about, 12-to-one, and then Sam Ellinger and Jamie Newman. Look, I've seen Sam Ellinger. He ain't winning the Heisman. I mean, that would be stunning to me. Um Mac Jones is twenty-five to one. Bo Nix twenty-five to one. Derek King, uh, twenty-five to one. Uh, Najee Harris looks like he's forty to one. Travis Etienne for Clemson, uh, twenty to one. Ian Book twenty-one. That 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 Notre Dame Clemson game is about the only game I think Clemson can lose as a legit game. I think we know over time they can lose any game they play because they they've kind of proven that. But like in terms of a real game, uh, Notre Dame could give them a real challenge in November up there. It's gonna be cold. But, um, you know, I'm skeptical that that happens for Notre Dame. But Trevor Trevor being listed the same as Justin, comments? I think Justin will probably have the, the numbers because he'll have the rushing yards to go with the big passing yards. And that system is just set up perfectly for Justin's skill set. Yeah. And going into this year, I thought Travis Etienne would be in New York. I, I thought it'd be Tua, Justin Fields, and Travis Etienne. I thought he would just run over defenses and – he has the ability to do that, but I think Clemson is still a little too balanced between the run and pass for one of those guys to really blow both up. Of, and, yeah, both of those guys being in the top uh, six in early odds to win the Heisman, unless you're modern-day SC, which Clemson is not, yeah. that's going to be tough to pull off. And ETN, I think I mean, ETN could ETN's, have like 1,500 yards and, and be that guy now Here's the know, problem, consistently. man. Let's just be straight. Who the – who in the world does Clemson play that they're going to prove it that they should that their guy their lead person is going to be a Heisman Trophy winner? I mean, you listen. Let me let me let me finish my rant here, Matt. Before you cut me off, like I always cut I wasn't you off. going to. I always cut you off. I know that I know that our listeners love it, 
uh, <laughs> and com- some very mo- vocal minority complains about it. But, you know, as a Heisman voter, I'm so special. Um, and as just a college football fan, you win the co- you you win the Heisman Trophy in late November or December. I mean, when did Joe Burrow lock down the Heisman? Can you remember? I can. Go for it. Uh, I I think it was after Alabama. I think he took control of number one, but it was the play against Georgia play where he said, Georgia. "Oh, it's this kid. It yeah. has it, hundred percent." No question. I mean, Cam did it probably against Alabama, LSU. Uh, when he stiffed arm Patrick Peterson, that I think didn't, then, that didn't then win, took off. That didn't win it for him. He had to still go past the whole. I think that might have been the moment though where it took off for when, him, and when, he became the front runner. When did Johnny, but you had the vote? I don't I don't remember. When did Johnny Manziel win it? Probably Alabama. When was that game? Well, that was the moment. When, that was when, the moment. When, I don't know when he won it though. When was that game? Ah, uh, November. It was November. Okay. Okay. So it was Georgia Auburn of 2012. I mean, when you just you know, when you when you look at guys, guys win it either in championship weekend or they win it, you know, with the run up to that. I mean, no one's talking about what Trevor and Etienne are going to do again. Maybe, maybe this year's different now. Maybe you can win it against well, undefe- the Notre Dame undefe- game is uh, yeah. early. No, 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 that game's in November. That game's in November. Oh, okay, okay. I look hey, at the schedule I mean, wrong. Hey, you got I know the ACC just put it out, but. We gotta. You think you're thinking too much about you know, uh, they have played Notre Dame early. They are going to play Notre Dame a lot now. I think that's a good thing for Clemson, frankly. But um, they're going to play Clemson. Clemson Notre Dame are going to play a lot here in the near future. But I just don't see how um, the schedule lines up for Trevor or Etienne both playing on the same team to have the capability to win the thing. Obviously, Chua Hubbard. He's a 20 to 1. He's at Oklahoma State. If you don't know who that is, that's fine. I'm probably not even pronouncing his name correctly. But Ohio State is, you know, the number one television brand. They're going to play Michigan at the end of the season. They get that game. Georgia doesn't, I mean, Georgia has to deal with Georgia Tech. But in theory, they'll have the SEC championship game. That's in November. Uh, they'll have, I don't think this is going to be a big game necessarily, but who knows. They'll have Tennessee late in November now. So, swapping that with Auburn but I'm a little bit this this just entire list I mean I think it's Justin's to lose right now and I well, think that's what I was gonna say yeah. I, it, I think it is he's gonna have the moments he's gonna play in big games they usually looking back at Ohio State's schedule they usually play a few ranked teams and you know, a lot of times beat up on you know some pretty good uh, teams the Penn State's Wisconsin's and then Michigan wow. at the end of the year where they always win but he's going to ha- play in big games when everyone's watching and he has the talent to put up big numbers and obviously you know to have big moments I mean the kid's really really good so him in that system I think it is his to lose I think you're right there how how is Trevor supposed to compete with Clemson's schedule essentially being at Notre Dame with with Notre Ohio State's going to play at Oregon in September, October they play Michigan State and Penn State. Those are both going to be considered big games. And then the, the third game after that is Notre, is uh, Nebraska on Halloween. Now I know and you know Michigan State and Nebraska ain't shit, but uh, Penn State, they are brand names to some degree. It sounds good. Those are big TV number games. Penn State certainly is nothing to joke around about. Now, most of the schedule in November doesn't matter for, for Ohio State. They're not going to lose to Indiana, Maryland, or Illinois. But Michigan 
is the most watched game, Michigan Ohio State's most watched game every year in the in in the non-championship regular season. Uh, the most watched game in the in the regular season is the SEC championship game um, each year. So I just I don't see how and, and just getting back to you know Newman at Georgia. I mean, one that assumes he's going to win the job at Georgia, which I mean, okay, let's assume he wins the job. Secondly, you know. Number four on the list. I mean, like, I but I don't know what Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger has a bigger brand name than Jamie Newman does. But honestly, what has Sam Ellinger done? He's beaten Georgia in the Sugar Bowl and Oklahoma, and once. And, and yeah, I, what else? Yeah. They, I mean, they they're eight and five this past year. Well, now, everyone's Texas, on the Texas hype train. I need Texas. That, I need Texas to actually matter. Before they I... haven't in a long, long time. Yeah, and I, I don't think they're going to be all that great again this year. But the hype is going to be there. People want Texas back. They want Sam Ellinger to do well because um, they're a big TV you know, I mean, brand, no, football I, they're brand not, as they're well. Not, they're, 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 they're not a big TV brand, comparatively speaking, to these other schools. They should be. But they're just like USC. When you're not good, people aren't going to watch. Right. But uh, they play at LSU to start the season. That's the second game of the season. You know. If you're Texas, you don't beat LSU this year coming up. You know, don't talk to me for a while. They play Oklahoma in October, and then it's kind of hard to see. I mean, does does Oklahoma State get your juices flowing, Matt? Absolutely not. Spencer Rattler is good at Oklahoma, but I don't know if Oklahoma is going to be as good as they were last year. Probably not as good as they were two years ago. I mean, I'm just going to dish fire here. You mean good enough to lose in the semifinals for the third time in five years? Oh, my they're they're the Green Bay Packers. It's you know they get to that that final four and they can't do much there. But I, I think he is a good quarterback in Oklahoma. Will be good, but you you never know. Um, but getting back to Georgia, I was very surprised when I saw the opening early Heisman list and Jamie Newman was up there so much. But I think everything is still going to have to come into play. The offensive line is still going to yeah do their job, and a second receiver is going to step up. We know what George Pickens can do, but. One of these receivers, whether it's a freshman or a healthy Blaylock, or maybe a Matt Landers comes and finally in his sixth year at Georgia, you know, turns it up and uh, takes that second spot. But someone's going to have to, and the offensive line is going to have to hold up as well. So a lot of things have to happen together for him to be in that conversation, and of course, win ball games. And they should, you know, win a bunch of ball games next year. Uh, the winning, uh, going up and winning in, in Tuscaloosa. Yes. would be a, a big start for that. If he can go into it, Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama, yeah, you might have a little Heisman talk in the middle of the year. Well, and- here, here's the thing, again, is that for Georgia, you, you know, the, the entire country is going to watch you when you play Virginia. So yeah. that 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 game is going to probably have, you know, north of 7 to 8 million viewers. And that's the most viewers that Virginia is going to get this decade. And they're just not yeah. going to – it just don't matter. And then you've got the game at Alabama, which, I mean, my suspicion is that this CBS is going to pull a night game there, but we'll see. Um, but you, Georgia's got these games stacked. You open the season, the whole country's watching. Two le- weeks later, the whole country's watching. Three weeks after that, you've got Auburn. We'll see how that one goes. Maybe the whole country's not watching that. Obviously, the whole world watches the Gators and Dogs. And then you close the season with, you know... It ain't the greatest TV on earth, but it's there with Carolina, Tennessee. We'll see what happens with Tennessee, Kentucky, and, and Tech. And then obviously, you know, if you do what you got to do, you'll be in the SEC championship game. Georgia had his, I mean, 
Georgia has a manageable schedule to get eyeballs, um, but you're not winning the Heisman against Georgia Tech or Kentucky. You're going to have to do it in the SEC championship game. A, a win, a win, a win. If Jamie Newman throws four touchdowns, no interceptions, Georgia wins by 10, or let's say Georgia wins by three, coming down the field, driving it against Alabama, you're not winning the Heisman Trophy in September. Right. And again, you have to have one of those big moments where you win a ball like, game at the end or something like that. It has to be at the end of the year, man. I mean, yeah. People aren't going to think about this Alabama game because people didn't think about Joe Burrow when he played beat Texas at the beginning yeah. of the season, and that game seemed epic at the time. If you're a Georgia fan, you don't want Jamie Newman having to come from behind and bring you some fourth quarter classic comeback win in November <laughs> against Tennessee or Carolina Tech. That would not be great. No. And if that's the spot they're in, he's probably not in the Heisman Trophy conversation anyway uh, they, if they're struggling to beat those teams at the end of the year. I mean, they got two, you know, if you want to call them tricky games at Carolina the week after the Gators before Tennessee – and in Kentucky, man, it's going to be freezing up there in November. Freezing. I'm not about that. Two years that. ago, it wasn't bad. If it's like Bro, two it's years ago, it's going to be late November, Matt. Well, the last one was November, right? Oh, no, it was October. No, it was it was the week after the Gators. I mean, it was early November. Okay. But, I mean, this is November 21st. I just, I'm, I, I, we, we got to work on that. Where's Mike Slive when I need him? I mean, well, too bad. R.I.P. <laughs> It's 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 disappointing. I got Kirby calling me on the phone. Look, I, I do want to touch too real quick on basketball last night. That was brutal. That was so bad. You just can't lose games like that. Number one. Number two, uh, you know, Anthony Edwards leads the team in points, rebounds, assists. You've got guys who are playing thirty plus minutes who don't have a point. Um I think Tom Crean did not sleep last night. But he, to me, is a fit at Georgia. But he's got to start winning these games. And I, I know I know, I know, know being the head coach at a college basketball coach, man, I, 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 I saw it when I was playing college basketball, and I've seen it with my coach who has retired since. It's not an easy life. I mean, you're playing 30 games a season or more, but they should be better than they are right now. And and not only that, even if they were, even if they were 15 and five right now, you can't lose a game where you're up 20 with about eight minutes to go. Yeah, confession. I turned it off early er, in the, the the second half. Early in the second half, because uh, I thought I thought the game was over, and I watched TV with the girlfriend. I thought Georgia had a solid win. And then uh, I woke up this morning uh, to the news. I didn't even check the final score last night. I woke up and I was like, how did they lose? How did they lose that game? Well, again, I don't know because I didn't watch it, but that that's an epic, epic collapse. And something that shouldn't happen when you yeah. have a guy like Anthony Edwards, who I guess is putting, trying to put the whole team on his back, doing too much. The talent's there, but it seems like that's what's kind of happening. Well, I, you got yes and no. I mean, there's the, – the, 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 look, I – you're the basketball guy. I understand that I'm the basketball guy, but I want to be real careful here because there are times to criticize Anthony. Sometimes he doesn't do enough. Sometimes he tries to do too much. I think last night he played pretty well. I mean, in fact, that's about as well as I've seen him play this year. Euro steps off the baseline. I mean, there's plenty of basketballs. I mean, there's plenty of stuff that he was doing on the court last night that were just, you know. But it, I just, this team has got to function better. 
and and they're just not. I mean, they were back. They were killing them. They were they were efficiency on offense was great. I think. I mean, I think I did what what I did not think would happen has happened. These guys are too young. I think Anthony's too young. Uh, I think he still will be a top five draft pick in the NBA. But in terms of this season, I think they are not mature in terms of understanding that you have to fight every possession. And why I say that is this, you know, last night, let's just, you know, okay. But you beat Tennessee by 17, the, the, a few days after you lose to Auburn by 17, and then you lose to, to Mississippi State by 32 a couple of days after that. That's, things shouldn't be that wild and winding back and forth. Conference games, whether you're playing in the South Atlantic or you're playing in the SEC, you should be, these should be games within 15 points. They should be within, honestly, they should be within seven points. And it's because you're in the same league. You have basically the same players. And it's about understanding that you got to get it every time you're in on, every time you get down the court, whether it's offense, that shit matters every possession, every defensive possession. Your feet have to be right. You have to go get the ball, two hands, the whole deal. And I think that's what they're missing right now to me. This isn't about skill. If you want to criticize Tom Crean, that's fine. But what I'm saying is what's not happening, and you can blame it on whoever you want to, to me, they are not competing every single time they're up and down the court. And when you got a 20-point lead, yeah, I get it. you just kind of like, hey, let's let the clock go. But you still got to have everything right. You can't get lazy if, if, if – you got to drop to the level of the ball. You got to go sprint out on shooters. There's things you got to do. And that's the part. Both of those things were defensive things I just said there. But even your offense has to be crisp. If you're doing back screens, bust the guy in the ass. That's fine. But it, it's about really taking every single possession seriously. They still had, if my memory serves correct, 17 turnovers. That's too many. Now, that's not crazy. It's it's getting up there. That's not 20, but it's too many, Matt. One of the things I've noticed is they do lack size. Yes. But, and I hate to say this, but they don't have that Mamba mentality. Well, that's that what I, I'm talking about, though. Yeah. They they don't have that fire and that energy. It seems like the guys look a little tired. They have been playing a lot of games. So is yeah. everyone else. Yeah. That's not an excuse. But it, it goes back to the youth and inexperience because these guys are getting worn out. They aren't giving it 100% every possession. And when you play in this style of offense where it is, you know, up-tempo, fast pace, yeah, you can turn the ball over a lot. And if you're not ready and given full effort, especially when you don't have size and can get beat up in the paint, right. yeah, it can be really tough at times. And they're they're going through it right now. And we'll see if they can man up and you know, get through this adversity because they're sure facing a lot of it right now. We all think we give good effort all the time whether it's me and you talking about the future of dog posts and success we've had over this however many month period. It, it, it's not, you got to do it every day. You got to do it every possession. You got to effort your way to win. Speaking of effort, go ahead and click, a, a, go ahead and effort a subscription on dog posts there, right there on YouTube. 
Everyone, thanks for listening to us. We'll see you tomorrow with Matt's Recruiting Roundup.